0: Good morning, everybody. This is our twentieth, uh, Tzenuachin and Yom HaDinim and so the the, ti- the title is the final message of Shmuel Hanavi, which was the close of Shavuot. So this is the haftarah of Parshas Kairach, It's actually the haftarah of this past week's parsha, and there are many, many connections between the parsha and this haftarah, which I'm not going to actually focus on so much. I'm, I'm just going to focus on the, this parak itself. Um, the significance of this parak is the fact that Shmuel was handing over the generation from his leadership, who, him being the very last of the Shaiftim, to Shaul HaMelech, which began the period of Malachim, of kings. The leadership of Chal Yisrael now was in the hands of the kings. <coughs> and it was a very significant handover, and it was a very significant change in the way the whole the path of Chal Yisrael took from this point in on. And I find also, as we'll see, as we go along, that it has a lot of significance to us as well. Because the kind of change that they were experiencing is the kind of change that we also experience very often. There are changes in the generation, significant changes, changes which make it so different than what was going on until now, that uh, we wonder, like whatever we knew till now, how to... To to fight the Eitz how to fight the challenges the Nusheines won't even help us moving forward. It's like a whole new challenge, a whole new generation, a whole new test, and that's a little bit of what Shmuel focuses on when he's addressing Khalil Yisrael at this point. So, that's that's another um, aspect of the significance of this of this handover from the from the Shaiftim to uh, Malachim, and in, in the course of it, we'll get a good understanding of what it was, the period of and what that meant, <coughs> and how it differed from the period of Malachim. So let's begin, That's how, uh, the context is that Sh- uh, Klai had demanded, Shmuel had told him no, but Klai had demanded uh, a king and Shmuel acceded to the request because Hashem told him to accede to the request. Hashem said, you have to listen to them. And he appointed Shaul, and then there was a little bit of a rocky start for Shaul HaMelech. Initially, people didn't believe him, that he could be, he's roy to be the king, and he's worthy, and he can do the job. But then, there was a face down, between him and Melch uh, Amain, the king of the Amainim, and he won the war, and at that point everybody accepted Shol, and they re-coronated him uh, joyously, and this was right after that. So, Shol the, the got settled into his, uh, his dominion. <coughs> so now Shmuel gathered the rule of Kal the first passage, it says, Shmuel al Parakid base. I call Yisrael. So addressed all of Yisrael. Hine shamati bekolchem. Um, I listened in to your request. L'chol hashamayim to me. All that you told me. V'am lechalicha melech. And I appointed a king upon you. V'ata hine hamelech misalchufnechem. And now the king is is already traveling. In other words, he's uh, he's established in front of you. V'ani and I is zokanti. I am old with savti. And that's even an, an advanced age stage of of. Um, of, of being old and my children are with you. And I have been leading you, have been well, going before you from when I was young. He was already a child in, in Eli's care, client's care. until this day. Now this is a preface. He's going to give a number, a number of prefatory statements before he gives his speech. His speech is going to be a rebuke to Kala Yisrael. Uh, he feels that they made the wrong choice by choosing a king and ushering in the period of Melachim. It wasn't the time yet. Kala Yisrael still could have continued in the period of Shvet HaShiftim for a little bit until the time of David HaMalach. Sh- Shaul was an interim leader. David was the king was always supposed to be David mouth was always supposed to be from Sheba Jehuda. It was this interim period, it wasn't time for David HaMalch yet, and really what should have happened is that uh, the, Malchus, the, the period of Shaiftim should have continued until David. So he, in his, what he was trying to rebuke them is that they jumped the gun. Now, in order to rebuke them, he had to establish a few things first. The first things he, first thing he had to establish is that there's no negiyus, there's no personal vendetta, there's no bias, this has nothing to do with me. Because essentially, when Kala demanded a king, they were rejecting Shmuel. Because Shmuel was a leader. And he was the undisputed leader of Kala And he was a leader, as we will see, without equal. There was no one from the time of Yeshua that was the equal to the leader that Shmuel was. And yet, they rejected him. And they said, we want a king. And therefore, it could be re- viewed, any form of rebuke, as something personal. So the first thing he says is, "I've listened to you, and I've acceded to your request. I've given up my position willingly to to do as as you requested." Um, I'm not going to read the next Maramakam, but it's very fascinating. Say, Chaim Falaji, was one of the gedolim of Sfaradim. He just points out that this was a. A demonstration of anivus, of tremendous anivus, that he gave uh, gave up his position, and he talks about he quotes a chuba, a Shuva's marriage dam, was very very early, Achran, like right after the Shulchan Aruch was written, and he's writing about a Rov that was a rav of a city that had a number of shuls, but then in those days the rav would be like in charge of everything, of the whole city, of all the shuls. Um, and he would go from shul to shul, and depending on you know, the situation, he would speak. And this rav got old, and he was not well, and he really wasn't able to walk anymore. So many of the shuls, he didn't get to them. So one of the shuls wanted to appoint a new rav that could be there, and the way he writes it, he could be able to speak when they have a simcha, he could, he could attend to do the services that a rav does. And the, this older rav objected furiously that he was a slight against his honor. And the Maharaj writes that he doesn't understand how this person can be considered a Talmud Chacham. He says, if you prevent a tzibur from doing a mitzvah, it's one of the things that you get us communicated for. And if this tzibur wants a rab who could teach them Taira and you're going to staff them, how could you do that? So he compares that over here to what Shmuel did. Shmuel willingly gave up his position. If Chal don't want me, fine, then I'm giving it up. Then then, then Yisrael will get who they want. And, 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 a person can only do a mashalib can only listen to a person who he wants to listen to. So, this is the first thing that he established. Shmuel said, This is not about me. I'm, I gave up my position. I willingly gave up my position now. Now it's in Shemuel's hands. <coughs> now he continues. He says, the, this uh, number, Gimel, is the next plastic. Hinani, Anubi. So now he tells them, You all have to testify. Anubi means testify. Neger Hashem, in front of Hashem, and and in front of Shaw Hamela. As shormi did i take anybody's ox khamormi lokhti did i take anybody's donkey as me shakti did i cheat anybody out of a loan or out of a payment for work as me ratsi did i ever force anybody to do something that they don't want ummiad milokhti kaifra did i take a bribe from anybody va alam in boy and did i did i um not look at something i should have looked at take that not take care of something i should have taken care of bashbul kham and i will willingly Make it up to you. The Chazal said he was very, very wealthy, Shmuel, and whatever they would have said, he would have paid. <laughs> and they said, Kal Yisrael said, you didn't cheat us, you didn't force us, you didn't take from any person a single thing. And they told them, and they will testify, and the king will testify, you haven't found a single thing in my hands, and they said, yes, we testify. The, the, it should have said by Yoim uh, Lashon uh, Rabbim. Chazal say that Abascal, from Shemaim said that Hashem said, I also testify. You only know what you can see. I can testify that all the hidden things. This was a full, uh, clear, he cleared his slate. Both Chal Yisrael agreed, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu testified on his behalf, that he was clean. Now, why was this so important to do? It's a little odd, for, as the Shmuel Nevi <laughs> the only one we see doing this. And this gives us already a little bit of an insight to the time period. There's a Gemara, it's a very well known Gemara, it's a Gemara about Basra, that and it's explained in the very first Pasuk in Rus. It was in the days of the judges that judged, which is interesting, right? Could have just said, So, take a look over here. What does it mean it was in the days of the judges who judged? It was a generation that they judged their judges. I'm alive. If the judge would tell a person, tell remove a toothpick from your eyes. That's a that's a mashal, right? It means like. You've done some little thing wrong. You've stolen a tiny little toothpick from someone. You've, you've taken a toothpick or you've taken uh, office supplies without permission, so to speak. That's like a toothpick, right? Uh, he would tell the shayfei, you're giving me musr about stealing a, a, a paperclip. You have a whole beam in your house that you stole from someone else. Like You've done big time stealing and you're giving me musr about a small paperclip. If he would accuse a person of that, his silver was had some sigim and had some... Um, impurities in it. Your wine, you water it down with water. So, they judge their judges. So now, what does this mean? So, typically, this is looked at negatively. It's looked at at Klal negatively that they they had this kind of attitude where they didn't uh, subject themselves to their leaders. But it really, what it really says, is about the greatness of Klal because. <clears throat> Uh, first of all, understand what it means is, I saw Nasefer explains this beautifully, it says when, when it says that they told their leader that you have a whole beam in your house, it doesn't mean that the, be- that the leader stole more than the, the subject, the, the Talmud, stole. What it meant is, the, the Talmud is telling the leader, you're giving me muster that I stole a paperclip. For me, it's a paperclip. You also stole a paperclip. And for you, stealing a paperclip is like stealing a whole beam. Now, they told the, what they were telling the judges is that you are on on you need to be on a, a level of perfection, and for you to give me musr, if you have even a tiny bit of imperfection, that's equivalent to like you have a whole beam in your house that's stolen, and this is what the nature of that generation was. The nature of that generation was was that they demanded perfection from their leaders. They didn't accept their leaders. With that, whoever they are, whatever they were, no matter what, they didn't follow blindly. Nobody in Kal Yisrael at that point followed blindly. Everybody had a very high level of what it meant to be a serv- in service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, what it meant to be a leader, what it meant to be a Tzaddik. And they would only listen if the person was truly perfect. And if they could find any imperfection, they would point it out and they would describe it as a kaira. For you, that's a kaira. So what that <coughs> means is that for anybody who was a leader, now, there's any of the them that we see were leaders of Klal Yisrael, uh, Bayaz, um, <clears throat> you know, Asnila ben Knaz and Shmuel. That means they were perfect, because otherwise you couldn't be a leader, because otherwise Klal Yisrael would tell you, you got a kaira, you know, you're a kid, you can't give him Musar. So anybody who was a leader was truly perfect, and that was why Shmuel made prefaced before he started. He says, Can anybody accuse me of stealing anything? A chamar. Uh, uh, now, the reason why he gives these p- specific examples, Chazal, Darch and them we'll go into that, and they say each one refers to a specific thing where he even was, uh, it would be within his rights to take money from Klaus Yisrael, and he, he still did it. Shmuel didn't take a dime from Klaus for anything. He was totally self sufficient, he had no paycheck. And, uh, and that was essential in this time period. Now, this also, what it tells us about this time period is also, is going to shed light on what now was about to change. Look at the next plastic over here. This is a plastic in Shafdim as well, uh, in Yud <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it's right before this, the time of Gid'on. It says, By Yama in those days, Ain malach be Yisrael, there was no king, as I say, there's no king in Klai Yisrael, Ish of a person would do as was just in his eyes, and that, describes exactly what was the difference between the period of Malachim and the period of Shaiftim. The period of Shaiftim, you didn't just rely on the king, and you didn't do whatever the king said. The king kind of, in the time of Malachim, the king, whatever the king did, he set the tone and everybody just followed. In the time of Shaiftim, it didn't work that way. We were there was Shavait, If your Shaift wasn't perfect, then they discarded him. They sent him on his way. Each person would do as he understood to be correct and everything was done with that own personal connection to HaKadosh Baruch And it was a tremendous level that Kalei was on to be able to do that and not to rely on someone else, not to fall back on someone else. But Kalei the the Chazal also have, there's a negative part to it as well, obviously, because as a result, certain things happened, because there was no king, there was no leader, they didn't have a leader, they, didn't, uh, they didn't, weren't subjugated enough to the leaders that they did have, so because of that there was some disorderly conduct in Kalei which caused some of the tragedies that we find in the in Micha, when they, uh, the whole Shevet was serving away to Zara, and then there was the story of the with BeGiba when one whole Shevet Going to war with the rest of the Shvata because of the uh, uh an act of Znus that took place, etc. There are different stories that took place as a result of this this approach. But all in all, the the, the fact that they lived this way was because of their tremendous Madraga. <clears throat> Go ahead, sure. Um, I, um, are
1: we talking about a time period like of Shmuel Hanavi right before well, the or we're talking about the whole period the of whole time? The
0: whole period of time, starting from after isn't Yeshua. The,
1: the, isn't there like the, the Chazal that compares Yiftach Bedorah to Kishmuel We're going to get Bedorah, to that. Which sounds like it's a difference between Shmuel as like
0: Right, it's like, actually the Chazal is, the Chazal is in this, on, this, uh, on a Pustik in this pair. So we'll get to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's part of what the what the point is here. <clears throat> So, th- this, this point is made by the Brisker by the way, I didn't uh, say that, that's yeah, who I'm quoting. He, he says that this is the, necess- this was the necessity of Shmuel to make this <laughs> introduction of, uh, of, of, I haven't stolen, I haven't taken anything from you, because it was a Darsha Shefta Shefta, but it was a generation that demanded perfection from their leaders, so he had to establish that before he could even start saying a word of rebuke. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You sure. may have said this at the beginning, and I missed it in the context. But if Shmuel is like such a perfect leader, then why are they transitioning
0: now? Why did Klai Shmuel truly choose that? We'll see. We'll okay. get that part, part of it. He, he mentioned a little bit. He said, uh, "My children are with you." So it's really an earlier parak and Shmuel where the whole back and forth happens. Part of the issue was that they didn't. Shmuel's children were not on the same level as Shmuel. They didn't take his approach of not taking anything from Kali Israel. They did take from Kali Israel. They accepted uh, <laughs> donations, so to speak, or, or payment, and uh, therefore, Kali Israel, being on their level of perfection, they said, you know, we're not going to have that kind of leader anymore, which is going to be part of the rebuke that Shmuel is going to give them, but we can't have the level of leader that you are anymore, so that's it, then we have to move on to the next period of time. We're, we're not ready. We can't do this anymore. If we don't have people like you, then it's impossible which is going to be a big part of what the rebuke is going to be.
1: So can I that?: uh, Sure. Uh, so, is also part of it externally, uh, like the external reason that they wanted a king, like maybe nothing to do with obviously obviously, but also just because they wanted to be like the other nations. Which, I just remember which nation, is what they, they say. They wanted to be... They wanted a king and they just wouldn't respect anyone before, until they, to the extent that they saw other nations respected a king. So,
0: so this, this goes to... Yes, you're right, that is what they said. But uh, the nature of the rebuke of Nevi'im, is they discard everything and they always get to the, the point of it the 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 in-depth issue of what really is behind all this mm-hmm. and that's what shmuel's going to do as well and this when HaKadosh Baruch baruch told shmuel that listen to them and give them a king what he said is i see maasu they don't, they don't have a problem with your leadership i see maasu they've done with me with HaKadosh baruch Hu. so there was a core problem here in bitachin which that's really what Shmuel is going to address also. So that's, uh, that's always in Avivim, it's like that. They never talk about the, all the different issues that could be, they just go straight to the, to the core. <clears throat> now, this, another part, another pshat in Darsha Shaftu Ha is, which also goes back to what we're talking about. Shaftu Ha means that they judged one Shaifate based on another Shaifate. Shaftu as they, they made, they compared and contrasted Shaift to Shaift. Now all the Shaiftim were not on the same level, as we'll see soon, uh, then Shmuel himself will address this. The different Shaiftim were not quite as great as the other Shaiftim. And the people of the generation would say, we don't have to listen to the Shaift, we can't respect the Shaift because he's just not as great as Shmuel, he's not as great as Yeshua, he's not as great as Asniel B'Knaz. So that's it. We can't respect them, and that also was both a testament to the greatness of Chayyim but at the same time, it was as Shmuel is going to say, a taina on them. It's a, there's something that can they can be rebuked. It is a certain lack of betachan to say something like that, and we'll get to, we'll get to that as well. <clears throat> the. What you see in the, the period of Melachim is that, and this is fascinating, is that whereas in the whole period of Shoftim, as it transitioned from Shoft to Shoft, Kli Israel is constantly getting Musar from the Nabi, and it says Kli Israel did this and Hashem did that, and Kli Israel did Chuvin and Hashem did that. Once the Sefer Melachim begins, it's almost focused exclusively on the king's actions. Nobody talks anymore about what Chal Yisrael did, Kamat. It's all focused on the king's action. Was the king a good king, or was he a bad king? Was he a tzaddik, or was he an a Zarah? And it seems that Chal Yisrael was just judged by whatever the king did. And the reason is because that actually is what changed. What happened is, in the time of Shafetim, everybody was doing as they saw fit. The, the Shafetim was not okay, they just discarded it. They didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't deal with him. Whereas in the time of the king, the king was a king right? If he was the son of a king, he was a king. Achaz was a rasha, but he was a king. And he was the leader of the generation, whether you liked it or not. That's the way it worked with kings. Even Yoroban ben Avat, he started out as a very big tzaddik. Yoroban ben was, was, was chosen by a kaddish Baruch by a navi to be the king of Yisrael, to take the melucha away from the son of of And then he went off and he became a Rasha, and, but he was still the king, <laughs> there was nothing to do. He was going to be the king, and then Kali Yisrael just listened, did whatever he said. So the, the nature of the whole generation changed where they were so reliant on the king that whatever the king did is pretty much what they did. Now, there were some exceptions, because I'll point out certain generations where the king was a Tzadik, and the generation were Rashaim, or the king was a Rasha and the, tzaddik, the generation were Tzaddikim, but that sounds like those were the exception to the rule. As a rule, it was whatever the king did, that's what the generation did. And they set the tone, and they set the, the message, and they set the mission statement, and that's what everybody else seemed to do as well. And that was very much what now was going about to change in Qal So let's see, Shmuel is now finally about to begin his speech, and this is the last preparatory statement. <coughs> that, and it's very, a very interesting posik, but this is number above. Ve'imr Shmuel el Ha'am. So Shmuel said to the nation, HaShem asha es Moishu, Aaron. Hashem that created Moishah and Aaron and he was the one who took your uh, fathers out of Eretz Mitzrayim and now Stand and I will judge you in front of HaShem. It's called I will demonstrate all the goodness that HaShem has done to you and to your fathers. Now this Pasuk that he says first that HaShem that did that created Moshe and Aaron, it seems a little out of place. Uh, it's the kind of the beginning of his, what he's going to say later, but what is it doing over here? And the mepharshim wrangle with it, try to figure out what it means. And Al-shkh says, also he says there's also another preparatory point. Amnam," he says, number am resign. Ydslah milibam. he wants to immediately, before he even starts, he wants to, listen, this get this straight. I know you're choosing a king because you think from here on you'll rely on the king and the king will be the one who will save you. No, nothing's going to change. The only way you're ever going to win a war, you're going to be successful, is in the generation. Don't think. If you have a king, that's how people get confidence, that's how they get courage. To be able to do war, so force everybody to come and to participate. He'll make a community. And he'll give them rewards. It'll be more uh, to win a war and to be successful. He says it's not true. Uh, if the, 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 if they meant to win, before he even brings any proof, before he even brings any proof, he you see that when Hashem wants to save Kal Yisrael, he brought two Tzadikim to the world. He created Moshe and Aaron for the sake of saving Kal Yisrael, so that they can save Kal Yisrael in their khus. So this is another prefatory statement, saying that I will be giving you a rebuke about your choice, etc. But realize, nothing is really changing. And this is going to be the important message that he's going to say. Everything's changing, but yet, yet nothing is changing. You're changing your approach, the generation is changing, how things are going to run are different, but there's certain things that are not going to change. What's not going to change... Is the Tzaddikim are ultimately going to be the one that determine if you get saved, that are going to determine if there's bracha, They determine if there's prosperity. Everything will come through connecting with the Tzaddikim, connecting with the Gedele Terra, connecting with the Gedele Hadar. Although now there's a new leader, and the leader is not necessarily a Tzaddik. He's the king, and he's the king no matter what. He might be a Tzaddik, he might not be. He might be the God of Hadar. He might be a Tzaddik and still not be the God of Hadar. Most of the, the kings were not the greatest person in the generation. There was the Anavi, there was always people that were greater than them, that led the generation essentially, but nevertheless understand that he's leading, that's not what's going to actually call the shots. That's not what's, not what's going to make things happen. Uh, tell
1: me if you want me to ask, at a later time, but what you're saying, your point about how it's all about the people, which are going the and then it kind of turns into focus on the, on the malachim once mm-hmm. that happens, and combined with the fact that that wasn't the ideal plan, like that's not the ideal way that we would have leadership, um, is that, like, do people say, do impression say that that is what brought us to eventually like, the destruction of just Benistero, like, throughout, like, the Basin, like, just because we're not, like, within a VM, I just remember learning in high school, I remember in 12th grade, getting up and saying, like, it's such a cycle, like, we, we do, we learn the same thing all the time, and mm-hmm. like, they still do bad, and then they get better, but they do Chuba, but it focuses on that cycle, right? which is frustrating, but also it's a good thing. But when you go to the Molossian, and this is just based on my lack of memory, maybe, but we're focusing, like you say, on the kings, and I don't remember a cycle. I don't remember like this ability to get the nation to do up. There was. So, no, the cycle so was, so there was the same was, there was that, that Same thing as well. The, the king was, was a tzaddik,
0: he was successful, he won wars. The king was in Russia, he lost wars, they were not prosperous, they were, they were, they were looted, they were plundered. Same thing happened. The difference is that he's talking about the carbon, and we, we gave it to about this last year, two years ago, I don't remember that uh, you know we say that the first base of mikdash was destroyed because of Gilar Rais and of a desarcham. If we learn Chazal, Chazal say each one was a specific act and w- most of them were done by Manasha or so it was done by one king and that that that, 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 that like shut the door on the Base of Mikdash. Obviously you know we spoke about it I like there's more to it than that, but yes, the kings very much were the ones that brought about the re- the resulting harm. So, right, so, so
1: you're okay. saying the difference is that is that the leaders weren't as weren't as great, so then the, the... It was the
0: fact that the... It, we can't blame the leaders. That's also what Shemuel Anavi is about to tell them. You can never blame your leaders. That's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. To put all your trust in a leader and then follow blindly. In other words, a person is responsible for themselves. They're responsible for their own right. uh, the bitachin and their own reliance on the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's the obligation to follow the Torah. It's the obligation to follow the G'daylehat Torah. Right. And that's, that's what he's trying to say. It's not going to change.
1: Right. I'm not thinking about blaming the kings. I'm thinking about blaming themselves for that push Correct. to have kings because um, because that's what brought about a less than ideal leadership position. And then that. Sorry, this is where my main question right. leads to is why? If and I think I have a lot of instances where I can imagine this question. I know and I can imagine this question applies. Why would Hashem be okay with us going in the direction? Like, if choosing a less than ideal path of leadership, We'll talk and about Hashem That, yes, that we we'll get we'll get will get to.
0: <laughs> that we will get to. And yeah, there's a lot more of that point to be talked about. Go ahead. It almost seems
1: like the same issue that we have in the Midbar when we decide that having this direct relationship with Hashem is too close to something in between. So yes. It's
0: very similar. Every person. change in generation and in class was due to the generation saying we're just not on that level anymore. Essentially, that's what happened here.
1: Yeah. The cycle that Luna was talking about in Shoftim, it, gets, it sounds like nature will start doing and then a Shoftim comes and saves them in Melachim. Like, what what allows that cycle to go back to them doing the right? That's time? a good
0: question. We have to We will we'll dedicate another shiur to that. But that's, that is a good question: how to study how Melachim, you know, progressed. Isn't
1: that a question also about the it's if it's a mitzvah
0: or an option, yes, and then, yes. Also, that's that's a question that's very much on this parak, on the previous parak. Also, when they actually had the discourse, that's a big discussion in Rishonim. It's also a topic of a sheer for itself. It really is. That's it's just a, you know, what what was right, what was wrong. It's a mitzvah. What does Hashem expect? That that's a discussion for itself. All right. We're just going to focus on the fact that. The, the the core issue here that Hashem had with them was that essentially they were leaving Hashem. They were leaving their b'tochin and Hashem behind. That's, that's then, you know there's like I said another share about what the Torah means, what did the Torah expects with the king. You know that's a discussion for itself.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, it, it's so interesting because you're saying that it's all a relationship with the with. The the point is that Nacho is kind of leaving Hashem, right? And and I had something about the, this with you in the past. Like the first time that we had this um this uh, formal relationship with Hashem was the opposite, right? We didn't want motion between, and that didn't work because we weren't ready for that. Was, that was like, too much. We don't want to hear from motion. Right. We want to hear straight from Hashem, and that was something that also Hashem let happen. But on the on the flip side, and then it failed. Right. And then we went to we went to having Moshe, and I just wonder. Right. To, yeah. There's I, a lot to talk know, about. It, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. the the ripple effect of, like,
0: yeah. Oh wait, So essentially, that's what he was demanding. It's one of the connections here. He was saying, nasu. Why do we need a leader? Let us all be uh, kulam k'daishim. But that's part of the connection here. But let's leave that for now. So let's move on. Um, <clears throat> okay, where are we up to here? Okay. So now the second pasuk here. Um, yeah, we're up to Ches. But the, se- the second Pasik is, he told them, "Va'ata hisiyatzfu." Now stand. We itchem, and I will judge you. This language, this word uh means literally means stand, but it also means. Uh, and, and there's a very simple understanding that one he was about to tell them a an nevuah. And whenever a navi addresses you in the name of Hashem, you have to stand. You see that in Parashas Balak. Bilam demanded that Balak stands up when he addresses him in the name of Hashem and and all the different places it was that was the it was an obligation to stand i'm just talking to you but this also means hold strong Matseva is like a, a rock that's that's solid that's firm hold strong he's telling him to hold strong to uh to to in, in order for me to address you and chazal say this is a rash in passion Atem south mattham My hayam address them the chazal says that is um kolchem. Why did Moshe make them this Matseva? They're going to change now from one leadership, one form of leadership, to another form of leadership. Midas Moshe from Moshe Abe'na's leadership, Ladas Yeshua to Yeshua's leadership. Or midas Yeshua the das zakenim, and then when Yeshua gave over the leadership to this zakenim who were the shaytim, after Yeshua also made them this matzeva shenemar. But yes, if Yeshua has called zikni yisrael shchema, he gathered all kaiyos all the all the leaders into shchem. But after Shmuel, shem istam shem iday to the das molochim, they were going over from his leadership to the leadership of kings as a So it was necessary to make this matzeva shenemar. So what does it mean? He was telling them to hold strong. So the a sefer taiva. I don't know who the author is, but he's uh, a, a wealth of information on Tanakh. It was like 90 pages on this parak itself. <laughs> I never saw so much on one parak in Tanakh. So he writes in the middle here a very nice thought, which it um, it hit home for me. He says, he says like this: It's a sefer d'vrit taiva. Ice test. So after you could add here: Shabachol Every generation has different tests. V'chaim in the days of Shaul, Hukom Omalchos. That's when the the kings began. Shazus Sug Hanhaga Mukudeshes. This was a whole new kind of leadership. Mei Asher Hanhagas Naviim. When the leadership was through Naviim. Va'Az Yacholavei Etzahara. And then the Etzah could come, LaHapil Bilbulal Adom, to make a person confused. SheYachshel Think SheAnyaday Chaderachlas Naig B'Tkuf Hakadosh. What are we supposed to do in this new situation? Vi'iten LaAdom Lahargesh and I'll make a person feel Ki'ilugam Chachmi Yisrael Enam Yoydim. The Chachmi Yisrael. They also don't know what to do. It's a Derech Hanachain, the right path. How to 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 lead us in this new generation. Therefore, Moshe, Yeshua, Yeshua, and Shmuel told them, Do luchem atem Matseva understand? You are strong. stand strong. and realize. You do know how to follow the Torah. They already we already taught you how to approach. The, 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 no matter what the situation is, based on the terror, Atam Chazaka and And I found this to be very poignant, because we experience this all the time. For example, you know, now technology is at the forefront of, uh, at everybody, of everybody's minds, the way it's changing the generation. Uh, I like to say, I remember um, driving my daughter year years ago, she was, I don't know, 13, and we went to the orthodontist. And I was driving back by a red light and there was a woman crossing the street and she was holding her cell phone and she was just walking, crossing, holding her cell phone. Um, And my daughter said, what did the world look like before cell phones? (laughs) And, you know, it's true. It it looked different. It was just different. Uh, It it was a whole different world. And um, I, I felt this also very strongly when COVID hit. Right, so COVID hit and everything was different. Everything had to be done different. The shul had to be run different. You had to do mitzvahs differently. You had to relate to people differently. You had to, so many things were different. And then you get at a loss and you know, what are we supposed to do now? And what you need to do is turn to the G'day Lecha But then a person and every, we're we're all guilty of some, so we think, do they really know what to do? You know, are they really sure of what they're doing? Do they know that what they're doing is the right thing? And that is the challenge, always, when generation switches from generation to Kufa, when time period switches, when the challenges change. And that's why it's necessary to his Yasu understand that, no, we have the strength, we have the terror. With terror can be applied to every situation, and this is an important thing to think about, which is, yes, we have a new challenge, It's technology, it's different, it's very different than the previous challenges, but the core issues are always the same. <laughs> itzahara is the same kind of itzahara. The character traits that make uh, people abuse technology are the same cal- character traits that made them abuse other things previously. There is the, the shayrsh of how to deal with the challenges, with the nisyonists, with the tests. The tira, we have a terror, we have a path, we have a way to address. It's just a question of modifying them to address the new challenge, you know, put, to strengthen ourselves, to recognize what the new challenge is. But the path, the mahaloch, the derech, It's already there and we can trust that they know what to do and that what they're saying is the right thing to do. And that's what Shmuel was about to tell them and stress to them because that was a big part of what Kal Yisrael had lost faith. They saw Shmuel. They saw his children. His children weren't on his level. They had lost faith that there's going to be leadership that's going to help them. So they wanted a more darkhatava, a king. All the other world, all nations in the world, it works, right? We've seen it. We know that form of government. I see it works. That's what we want. We can't do this anymore. We just don't have people that are on your level. And this is the message he's going to give you: No, know, you always have people to lead you. Now he got to even further, more in more depth. Let's just see. should. Now he begins his his uh, speech. Kashaboy Yaakov Mitzrayim, when Yaakov el went to Mitzrayim, be'yizu al Hashem, and then there was the whole Shebud Mitzrayim, and your your father's called out to Hashem. Now, the language is a little interesting, right? Kashaboy Yaakov Mitzrayim, like, that's a funny way to say what happened in Mitzrayim. You would say, the uh, Shratim, the So it was many, many, many years after Yaakovina passed away. So there are many secrets of the Torah that are learned out of these, the language. The language is always very meaningful, it's just, it's going to go off our topic, but just pointing it out and he took your fathers out of Mitzrayim and he established them in this place in Eretz Yisrael now he skips forward a couple hundred years um, to one of the stories in Shafta. they forgot Hashem they served Ovedezara Ve'ymk'or a'esem be'at Sisra and he put them in the hands of Sisra Sarsvar Khatzer who was the general of Khatzer of Obiad plishdim and then he sold them into the hands of the plishdim Biad Malach and the King of Mayav, the Mubam, and they had waged war against them. And again, Kal Yisrael called out to Hashem, and they said, we sinned, we have abandoned Hashem, and Abad S. Ha Ba and we serve the Abedizar of Baal, the Abedizar of Ashtaris, the Abedizar of Ashtaris, So of now, save us from our enemies. And now, we will serve you, Hashem. Ba Hashem, is Yerubal. So Hashem sent Yerubal, that's a name for gidon that's Bedan, that's a name for Shimshin. ve'as Yiftach, and that's Yiftach. So if three, he chooses three specific Shoftim, okay? gidon Shimshin, and Yiftach. And then he says, Eshmul, he refers to himself like in third person, we're going to see Chazal talk about this, and he sent Shmuel, so he sent six people all together, Maishan um, Aaron, Gidoin, Shimshon, and Yiftach, and Shmuel, six people all together. And he saved you from your enemies, and you were able to, uh, to live comfortably, peacefully. But then you saw, and now, when the time of Shul, you saw you were about to be attacked by this Nachash, who was the king of Ammon, that's when you told me, we need to have a, a king, but Hashem is your king. So, in, in this address, where he's beginning to give them muster about the fact that they asked for a king, he goes through their history a little bit. He talks about Moshe, Aaron, and then Gid'on Yiftach and Shemshin and Shmua. So Rashi says, and this is a chazal. Uh, he compared three of the Kali Oilam, the I guess the people who are on the the Shuiftim who are on the lowest madrega. That's uh, Gidain. I will say in a, reason, uh, in a moment why, but Gidain Shimshan um, and Yiftach and Shleyshech Hamura with the, the three greatest leaders of Klai Yisrael May Aaron, and Shmuel Lay to teach you Hakal Badaïrai in his generation the person who is on the lower level Kachamar B'dairai is as much a leader as the greatest person in the generation Kal Bayezdin HaMisman al any bazin that was appointed on the generation that another was shem appointed on generation Tzarech Lay We have to follow them Kiluhu Birusha She'a Abirim as if he's the greatest of the greatest and here was a very important message that he was giving them. Now, why is it that we refer to these three Shaiftim, who were tremendous tadikim, Gideon, Yiftach, and uh, Shimshin as Kalei Ay-lam? Because each one of them made a mistake. They made a mistake that was recorded in Tanakh. Gideon made a mistake that he created uh, an ephod. he created some kind of uh, image, which later on people started serving as an invited so that was a mistake. Yiftach made a mistake with his daughter. He uh, said that he's going to make her into a... He mistakenly made her into a carbon, and then she, he forced her to live alone her whole life. It was a mistake, and it was a mistake recorded in Tanakh. And Shimshon made a mistake with the way he, he chose to deal with uh, the women of the Plishtim. Also, it was a mistake. So there were three mistakes that they were made recorded in Tanakh, whereas Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel were of a level that... They didn't make mistakes, even the chet that they made is not considered even a chet. So it was, it was uh, that's why they're called the shleyshe kala I get shleyshe hamure And apparently in the eyes of Chal as well, they were incomparable, you could not contrast the, genera- the generation of Moshe, Aaron and Shmuel to Yiftach, Shimshin, and Gidon. And what Shmuel was saying specifically here was telling them that your problem was that uh, we don't have leaders, and we don't have anybody to lead us anymore, and what he's saying is that that itself is a lack of betachan and the baruch Baruchul. How sends you your leaders. He has Hashem, Hashem creates the leaders for the generation, and whatever leader Hashem appoints for you is the leader that's necessary for that generation, and it's the leader that the generation will be able to relate to, meaning that... Uh, if, if we would have a Shmuel HaNavi in our generation, it would be wasted. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to, get, to have any connection to him. We wouldn't be able to have any benefit from what, who he is. And it, by the fact that it would be wasted, it would then also have a negative effect. We wouldn't relate to him at all as a result. So each generation has a leader that's appropriate for that generation and a leader who's capable of leading Kalei Shra'al and telling them what Hashem wants from them. And this is a very important message that he's giving them. So you, you, you're, you're, the reason why you jumped the gun and you said we can't do this and we have to have mulachim is because your children are not on your level. He says you're making a mistake. Whatever leader Hashem supplies to you and this is going to be true forever. This is going to be true forever because this is the final words of this whole long shmuz that Shmuel gives them. He tells them that it's, it's going to be in goals like that as so, so let's skip a little bit ahead just to get to that. All the way, uh, number Yud-Zayin. One of the final psukim here is very famous pasuk. Hashem won't abandon his nation on behalf of his great name. Because Hashem made you into his nation. And Chazal say, what does it mean Hashem won't abandon his nation? It means Ingalos. So this is a medrash. Mishash Rabbelezo. It's a, a medrash. Arba minim Shabalulov, The four minim Shabalulov, Hem kineger arba tzadikim. That four tzadikim shenasan hakadosh baruch hu b'chol malchus umalchus. Hakadosh baruch hu made sure that there's at least four tzadikim in each one of the kingdoms. La to save kol yisrael harvest taira and to teach them taira. These are the ones. With Bavel, and malchus babel. The first gullus we had was Daniel, Hanani Mishal, B'Zaria. And Paros that was who took over from babel was Chagez Chari Malachi, and Nehemia. In Yavon, there was our Ba'a and the four sons of Chashmanoi, Shekrat and Ereg, and Yehudah had Yehudah B'nei died. Ba'edayim, there was Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshuah, and Reb Ben Azariah, it's probably missing Rabbi Ali so was four, those were four. And after that too, doesn't forget us. So this is the message Shmuel was giving them and it was extremely important for them to realize that, that you'll always have Gedele Torah. He prefaced that the skos of the Tzadikim is always what's going to be the thing that saves the generation. No matter what the leadership is, you have to follow the Torah. You have to follow your leaders. And even if you think that the Tzadikim, they don't know what they're doing, they, they don't know how to deal with this new challenge, they don't know how to deal with it. They're not on the same level. We don't have anybody anymore. There's no Rukhaim Chaim anymore. There's no you know Rukhain. There's no Rav Chaim Each generation could say the same thing, but what the, the true betachin in Hashem is is that Hashem is the one who provides us with leaders. Whatever leader we have is provided and appointed by Hakadosh Baruch Yiftach bedayrei, kishmul bedayrei, shimshu bedayrei, um, k'moishra b'eden The same level of leadership that Moshe Rabbeinu provided, Hakadosh Baruch Hu provides that through Shimshen, equally, to Moshe Bain. Now, <coughs> this is just a side point. It's just fascinating, <coughs> so I couldn't skip it. Uh, he says, he refers to himself as Shmuel, right, which is odd. He should have said Oisi. So take a look. This also Rashi brings this, but it's a medrash. Oisi base. Amr abu'laza b'shem rabi Yisi bin Zimra. Kal ha'navi'im, ha'yum is'na'bim. All the Nevi'im would say, nevu'a, v'la'ya ma ha'yim is'na'bim. They didn't even know what they were saying. El Moshe Yishaya The only two Nevi'im who did were Moshe and Y I'm Rabbi Lazer B'sheir Rabbi Yosi. Shmuel, even Shmuel, who was rabbin Shalom who was considered the Rabbi of all Neviim, Hayim is He would say Nevuah v'lo ha and he didn't know what he was saying. Shemar B'shach Hashem, but Osi le'Namar. He should have said me, Alav es Shmuel, Shloha Yedaya, I'm a He didn't know what he was saying. Now, what does that mean? He didn't know what he was saying. First of all, it means that you know we learn Neviim Rishayim the Malachim. So in Neviim Achrayim, there's no um Hashem, right? Yeshaya talks and he says, "This is what Hashem said." This. But in Neviim Rishayim, there's a lot of Story going on, but we don't recognize it as Nevuah. So, first of all, this demonstrates to us that when Shmuel was talking, and it seems like he was saying his own words, right? It seems like he was giving his own message of rebuke. He wasn't. Hashem was talking. And that's a, a, a truth regarding much of what happens in Nevi'im Rishonim. Whenever a Navi talks, whatever he says, he was talking from Hashem, and here it was to the point where he didn't even know what he was saying, meaning to say he couldn't alter the words. He knew what he was saying. Right? He was conscious of what he was saying. What it meant is he didn't have the power to change the tense or change the, 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 the expression so that it would be more appropriate. He's talking, he should have said, I see. He couldn't do that. He just was, it was flowing from him exactly whatever Hashem wanted him to say. That's so just an important understanding of how it works in the Vim. But it gets even more interesting in Isaac Gimel. This is uh, from the Grah, Kail uh, Yo. He says like this It's a uh, pasik we say in Kabbalah Shabbos. Did you ever wonder what that pasik means? Moshe Aaron B'chaynov, they're his kahanim, and Shmuel's Shmuel called out to, to Hashem. But, but making some kind of comparison, right? But what does it mean? So he says a beautiful shot based on this. It's three things. There's Moshe, there's Aaron b'chayanuf, and there's Shmuel b'karishmey. So what does it mean? He says lafi, Shiadu, It's known. It's a gemara. She'tchunas Moshe ha'isa that Moshe's uh, way he uh, did nevuah was she'shchina me'ha'isa me'deberes me'teich greinai. That's a, 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 a whole other level of nevuah, which means it didn't. It wasn't that he got a nevuah, and then he figured out what it meant. And then he transmitted it. He spoke, the Shekhinah was talking through his throat. Like he was a vessel, direct vessel for the Shekhinah. Every word of the Torah was not Moshe Beinu's own words. It was the words of Hashem speaking directly through his throat. came about Aaron Hakayin. And there was a similar level but Ba'is Shashimish Bikuna, when he was doing, doing uh, being, Performing as a kohen gadol, Hashem, when he would say uh, the shame right on uh, Yom Kippur or on by Kahanam every day they would say Hashem's name. They would say the Shem Hamafirish, Haya Hashem Yoysimi Piv. It as if it came on its own. Meaning it was as if he didn't speak. Why? It was because it was also the devaras M'te So when they said, when a, a, a kayan said Hashem's name while he was performing as a kayan it was Hashem speaking through his soul. The Shem HaMafirosh came from Hashem speaking. There's another remise to this in... Um, in the Pasik where it says that you say Hashem's name, the base of Mikdash. The Pasik says, "B'chol mokam asher azkir es Shmi, Abba Alacha Wherever you mention my name, I will come and I will bless you. So it should have said, "B'chol mokam asher tizkir Ashmi, or something that where you say my name. But it says, "B'chol mokam es I will say my name. Hashem spoke through the through the throat of the Kain. There was a shchinenu me'be'aretz be'echroneh u'tchunuk hazoys me'tanu gam be'shmuel. And by Shmuel also the same thing happened. Kesha Amar b'te'chachtei be'es when he said his rebuke, he said Shmuel. He said me. The himself said this. Which you have to say it means. speaking from his throat. So he couldn't say me. And that's why he said This is what this pasuk means. Moshe. Would have shkina miteberes p'tach greinai. Aaron would have shkina miteich greinai bekayin hanav when he was serving as a koyin. Ba'avoidas kahuna say when he was giving the the the, the blessing the beres kahanim. Vegam shmu' bekayir and shmu' when he said his own name. When shmu' said his own name and he didn't say me, he said shmu'el. It was because it was also had beishakar eshmyi. But amrav eshmu'el ha'ybetchuna achas shkina ha'ysem miteberes p'tach greinai. So I just like I said I couldn't skip this. It was a beautiful piece. Okay. Now, the last Nukuda uh, I want to point out here, and we'll, we'll finish with this, is a And he says what well, this whole message he was giving them about Yiftach saving them and the Mashra saving them and the Shmuel, what was he trying to say? He was trying to give them Musur. Hashem sent this king, Nach Shamani, who had them. Was because they had sinned and they needed to do chuva. Bahai alokem, lost and you should have done what all previous generations did. Whenever they were attacked by a king, you did chuva. And when you did chuva, then you got saved. Lidaghem is barkadeshiya diach me alayhem, and I'll send nachosh away. Show up alaykum, he wouldn't have come. Baatim luk and asisem. But that's not what you did. But no, now what we need to do is keep Malachim We need to have a king. Bahashemala Kekam Alkham, but Hashem is your king. Abu Chuva, and instead of doing chuva, asisem is you did an Aveyra to demand a king. And if you would not, would not have insisted on this king, Nachash wouldn't have come at all. So what again, the point he was trying to make was that yes, you were challenged, it was scary, there was a Nachash, uh, but the, what Hashem wanted is what always he wanted from you, was to do tshuva. And that's what you should have done, and then there would be no necessity to have a king, Nachash would have left. And the result of of what happened was is you changed your approach instead of relying on Hashem and doing tshuva and re-establishing your relationship with him You, you took the new approach and saying you know what we have to take a new approach We need a derecha teva, we need a king, he'll take care of the problem and that was a rejection of a Kaddish Baruch now he then makes a Demonstration so we won't read inside and the demonstration is he says look It's the summer now and it never rains in the summer in Eretz Yisrael and you're gonna see I'm going to Daman And it's gonna rain and he Damaned and it rained and they uh, all got scared, and they did tshuva, and they said, we sinned against the Ganesh Baruch, and then Eshwalt told them, it's okay, you know, you're forgiven, but from now on you have to serve Hashem. Why did he make this display that he davened and it rained? So he was addressing what you mentioned before, according, according to um, uh, the Bar benel. He said that you might say that, look, you asked for a king, and Hashem agreed. Right? Hashem appointed Shal. So what are you saying? We're doing something wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. It's Hashem, Hashem listen to us. He says, look, is it supposed to rain now? No. Is it rain good now? No, it's bad. It ruins the crops when, it's, uh, when it rains in the summer. It needs to be dry. And I'm going to daven and Hashem will listen and it's going to rain. You can make the wrong choice and Hashem will allow you. Hashem will support you and Hashem will even do nisim to support if that is the choice that a person makes. Like Baruch gives a person Bechir al Don't prove anything by the fact that Hashem supported your claim for a king and he wanted, uh, he, he told, told us who to choose and he found Shaul HaMelech who was a great tzaddik and the best choice for a king, that doesn't mean that what you did is right. The only the determining factor of what, the, what you did is right is if the Torah says it's right, if the Torah says it's wrong. It doesn't make a difference what surrounding uh, things happen. The success, so to speak, is not a proof of what's right. Though what the tyrant determines is right, that's what proves is right, and that was what he was trying to demonstrate with this uh, this demonstration of damning and, co- and causing a terrain. That's one shot. It's a number of other pshat but the Hours is late. That's a fascinating message. So just to summarize what we what we learned over here, is uh, we learned that the significant difference between the generation of Shmuel the, Shef, the sheftim and of kings is how Klal Yisrael chose to then relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Originally, everybody was for themselves, and they didn't care what their leader was or wasn't. If he was perfect, they listened to him. If they wasn't, then they said, no, we're only seeking perfection. At that point, when they chose a king, they said, you know what, we're gonna follow our leader no matter what, we're gonna rely on our leader. We're gonna trust that our leader is the one that's going to provide for us, he's gonna give us our mission, he's going to lead us in the correct way, and they gave up some of that connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a result. And what caused them to do it was their lack of betachan of faith that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will provide them with good enough leaders that they could do it still on, continue on this path, which is what Shmuel Navi said. First of all, it's not going to change. You're going to still need the tzaddikim to lead you. And you have to have faith that Akkadj will always provide you with the leaders who know what to do. And we have to have that betachan that the leaders who tell us what to do know what they're talking about and they understand how to deal with the change in the generation. I have a
1: question. Go ahead. So, now, a says something, so it's different. difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult. To listen, but.
0: How do we know? Like, who do we listen to?
1: Is it like there's. I don't know how it works, but is there, like, there's one on top and then, like, he says something and, like, it, I guess it gets, like, filtered to different, the, not, like, lower, you know, but, like, in different <coughs> communities
0: and then they adjust it or, like... I think, ultimately, that is what happens. And I think it's all part of the same kind of betachan we have to have, which is, you know, I never spoke to Reb Chaim right? Reb Chaim said something and it was then interpreted by one level and another level and then I have my Rebbe, who I talked to. Right. Uh, my Rosh or uh, my father or my rabbi, whoever and they interpreted as they interpreted so that's my Rebbe right so in other words my, my, my betachan has to be that my Rebbe will know how to interpret the message of the God al-Hadar so that it can I can apply it properly but yeah ultimately that is what happens and uh, it requires the same level of faith. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Are we saying that the law in the generation of the Shoftim or they were pros and cons, but the flow is that they were not. Um, they were not. Uh, they, they did not have faith in their leaders, but then we're saying that when they switched to Malachim, their flow is that they chose to have faith in their leaders. The, to
0: the level of like kind of abandoning even their own judgment. So is
1: it that they went too far? for that
0: Correct. I mean, yes. Balance it right. So in other words, I mean, often when. In Naveem as well, when Navim give rebuke, the rebuke reflects on the greatness of the generation. Because right? we know the rebuke is always uh, you know, it's way beyond of what was ever going Like uh, The Navi says something is gila uh, arayis, something is dezara, and then when you look in Chazal it means they like some kind of small little you know, impropriety. Um, but what what that meant is, is that that demonstrated the greatness of the generation, and therefore they were called out on a small thing, which was then blown up into this Kaira and this kisa. So, yeah, it was their greatness. They were rebuked for it, they, they went a little bit too far with it, but then when they abandoned it totally, and they moved on to the... That was not good either. That was or was too soon, at least, you know, where they, they didn't... They, they should not have lost that level of, of, of understanding in Hashem, of connection to Hashem and the following the Torah. So yeah, there was, it was a marked change. You don't find this that often in Chazal. It was only these three places, Maisha, Yeshua, Maisha to Eretz Yisrael, which was a huge change. Yeshua, which was also similar to Moshe, where there was a constant connection to Kaddish Baruch every step of the way. When they were fighting those wars, they didn't take a step without a direction from a Kaddish Baruch So that was a huge change when they moved on to then, everybody settling in their own place in Eretz Yisrael. And now for Shmuel, from the Shaiftim to Malachem, it was a huge, huge change. That's why these those are the three places where you find this concept of there was a a handover, a handoff. Okay.